welcome to another episode of Think Like a Scientist. Today, I'm going to talk about creativity. Because when I was younger, I thought creativity meant that my idea was original. But I've come to learn that creativity is really just recycled ideas. I feel like there's no such thing as an original idea, because everything that we think and do and execute as a result of our past experiences and the things that we've learned, the things that we've read, read and the things that we are consuming and the things that we're exposed to. And so in an attempt to be creative, we tend to procrastinate or not do anything because we feel like our, our idea is not original. When in reality, you will see that a lot of ideas online and in writing and just so many things are really just recycled ideas and maybe a small minute percentage of it is you know the person's opinion or the person's take or perspective on the thing that they learned but it's really uh, the majority of it is just re- a recycled idea recycled um thoughts from other people from books from people things that they've read um and when you understand that you can really start to just stop procrastinating and start just doing because a lot of the things that I talk about on my podcast are really things that I've learned I've I talk about specific books that I've read and specific books that I come across and I'm sure that a lot of the things that I'm talking about right now in this moment is a result of a kaleidoscope or combination of a bunch of sentences that I've read from books that now um I'm I'm just regurgitating on this on this voice note that will eventually be posted on my podcast. So instead of trying to look for a, an original idea, just accept the fact that, you know, a lot of the things that we come up with are really just not original. They're they're just a, a you know, a combination of things that are that we've learned and that we've been exposed to from the past and and so the whole point and idea of me bringing out this this topic is to is so that you can understand that it shouldn't stop you from doing the thing that you want to do whether it's writing or even research or career-wise or job-wise it applies to a lot of the things that we do in life and so instead of trying to come up with an an original idea just be authentic i think i read this quote somewhere someone probably said it which is there's no such thing as originality there's only authenticity I forgot who said that. But this also doesn't mean that you shouldn't start doing anything. Like even though, you know, accepting the fact that a lot of the things that we put out and do in life is a result of our is not original, it still shouldn't stop you from doing anything because the whole point of creativity is incorporating the things that you've learned with your personal experiences, with your own knowledge, with your own takes and perspective that may provide a whole different meaning to the facts or ideas and thoughts that you put out there. So that's why sometimes we can read or let's say watch or try to understand a specific concept in two different ways and derive two different meanings even though they fundamentally come from the same thing. And so it's the process of it that really matters, not the outcome or if if it's original or whether it's been done before it's the process of it that makes it creativity at least that's what i think that's why you know we look at two different things or we can read read about a specific topic or subject or idea and get completely different points of view or completely different angles and a perspective that 
you know, still gives you like this huge like aha moment that you didn't, you wouldn't have had if you read it in only one way. Even just today during lecture, we were talking uh, about how we don't have to, you don't have to necessarily be the first one to discover something to recognize its potential. Today, I was learning in my molecular biology class about restriction enzymes and basically the whole history of, if you're not in science, let's just call this a, a science tool that is now used universally in science experiments and understanding genetic disease and how we could cure and treat genetic disease. And so a scientist named Hamilton Smith was the first to discover this science tool, these restriction enzymes. But it was a, another scientist named Boyer who actually recognized its potential. And basically, restriction enzymes are able to cut pieces of uh, plasmid DNA and insert a new gene. And this tool enabled us to create insulin um, so that we can treat diabetes. This understanding and recognizing this potential of something that back then may have thought to be insignificant is the result of so many revolutionary therapeutics and tools and treatments that we have today in healthcare. And th this whole idea is just that you don't have to be the first to reckon or to discover something. You know, creativity at, in the end is really just recycled ideas. And, and Herbert Boyer and uh, Robert Swanson, who's an entrepreneur, they both teamed up. So Boyer was a scientist, Swanson was the entrepreneur, and they both teamed up to initiate a company, the first ever successful biotech company called Genentech. And Boyer was the first to uh, clone human insulin, and it was FDA approved in the market in 1982. And that was just the result of a scientist, you know, listen to other people's ideas and recognizing its potential and recycling it into something that could be of potential use and value for society. So if you're going to take anything from this episode, listen to what others have to say, learn from other people, be a lifelong learner, and just do. Take action. Thank you for listening to this episode, and I'll see you in the next episode where I talk more about mental models tools, philosophies, and how to create better systems.